Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. I've come to the realization, and it's official, that the Eagles are a cursed franchise. You're just injuries, to- huh? injuries will forever haunt us, okay? Yeah, even even when they're not even on the Eagles. Oh, yeah, that too. I was talking about Devonta Smith. Yeah, no, it's there's there's another one. Oh, yeah, Carson Wentz, uh, he's getting a bone removed from his foot. Mm. So every That's little bit of hope that I had for a first three first-round picks next year is gone. It's out the window. Now, the pro to that is that would have happened while he was still here. The con to that is I don't know how to feel about it. Um. I mean, listen, we still got a we still got a pretty good deal. Like, it's not the end of the world, but of course, we would have we would have loved to have that first round pick. So, so we'll, we'll get into the importance of that and what the consequences uh, later in the meat of the show. But uh, we got some position battles. Uh, we have, again, injuries. And I want to talk a little bit about the wide receiving core and what that's going to look like this year uh, going in. So. Moving on, we have NBA free agency in full swing. The Sixers are really active. And by really active, I mean the only move they made is re-signing Furkan Korkmaz. Yeah. Three years, 15 mil. That's actually not a bad deal at all. I thought he would get a little bit more, but I'll take that deal any day of the week. Uh, Look, you know, this year he kind of stepped up. He definitely has to improve his game still. I don't think he's amazing, but I don't think that that deal was – bad in any any means so uh we can go ahead and chalk that one up but as the show's going on if we get any updates and daryl Morey decides to uh pull the trigger on any crazy moves we will be sure to update you as soon as possible yes the phillies trade deadline passes and they make two trades the first one is to texas and they got kyle gibson ian kennedy and hans kraus <laughs> Say that name three times and tell me it isn't sexy. I'm not going to, but you get yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Gave up Spencer Howard though, man. You know when I when I look at it, uh, the prospects that the Phillies gave up, I, I don't really care so much. Spencer Howard was never going to go anywhere in Philadelphia, and the reason I say that, if the kid couldn't stretch out enough to go six innings in a baseball game in Philadelphia, let alone four innings. What makes you think that that's going to happen next year? Yeah, we'll see. So we'll go into that package, um, another acquisition that they made, and how the rotation changed due to that. You know, we brought back Freddie, man. <laughs> you know, just being that excited puts me into orbit. I'll tell you what. Oh, God. And <laughs> thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. Uh, you know, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like they're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to Manscaped for 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL. Listen, Chip. When Talk. when you got to get the job done quick, and you know what I'm talking about. You got a lot of cleanup to do, but you, you, got, you don't got a lot of time to do it. Mm. 
you don't go to the drugstore and buy one of those dollar uh, fifty bags of orange razors that are going to definitely, uh, you know, uh, how do I put it? You know how when you go, yeah, you, you know when you go food shopping and you put like a really sharp carton in a bag and it just breaks. Well, that's a single edged razor to your sack. So you don't want to do that, and you want to use the best tools for the job, and that's Manscaped and the Lawnmower 4.0. Are you ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off not only in the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and oddly enough, Singapore. What will you find inside this package? Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First scheduled for liftoff, the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. Uranus. This fourth-generation trimmer ultra features, features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch can engage a travel lock, and, it's, and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to trap your worst weeds up top and in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. And don't forget to use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Abort Harry Balls and Buzz Lightyear, that Woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. After that, I actually have nothing left. What you say, Chippy? Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Let's go birds. That was nice. That was better than last week by a lot. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, we have two injuries to talk about. Mm. Devonta Smith, he is um, sidelined two to three weeks. Yeah, man. Sprayed MCL. Um you know, it sucks, but it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse, yeah. and I'm starting to think that we are actually cursed. Yeah, well, we already knew that, so it's, you know, it's not new. Uh, Ryan Clark literally tweeted that the Philadelphia Eagles are low-key cursed, and then the Eagles Nation uh, just tweeted in uh, in uh, quotes, low-key. Um, 
it's not it's not low key. Um, you know, maybe to maybe to someone on the outside looking in, it's low key, but uh, not here. It's not low key at all. Um, we're we're not cursed. It's just part of the deal that that uh, toolkit made with the devil, whoever he is. Yep. I'm assuming it's a he. Still hasn't come forward. Still hasn't come forward. Um, you need to come never- forward, and you need to, you need you you should be on the top of one of those spirally things at the mm-hmm. link, just spinning forever as an example of what you never do to a Philadelphia sports team. Just come forward, confess your sins, and I'll be happy. Maybe you'll just be exiled if we're feeling generous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, um, so yeah, two to three weeks. And like I said in the beginning, um, you know, hopefully he can, he can play at least one preseason game. Uh, if it was, if he was out three weeks, then he would be able to play the last preseason game, which is against the Jets, I believe, which is on August 27th, I believe that, uh, which is a Friday. So we'll see. Um, but they're being very cautious with him, which is good. Uh, they're being very cautious with everyone who's, you know, had some injuries like Brandon Brooks and Isaac Ciamalo. Uh, and, um, you know, they gave they gave a bunch of the veterans off the other day, which is good. So uh, they're being very cautious, which is good. Uh, I'm fine with that because I'm, I'm so sick and tired of the injuries and I just want a healthy year for the love of God. But, um, but that's not the only injury. That's not the only injury we have to deal with. Uh, what's the other one? The other one is um, a guy that's not even on our team anymore. Uh, does his name rhyme with Marson Benz? It does, actually. Um, yeah. Nice work there. Uh, yeah, Carson Wentz got hurt. And he's going to be out for, and this is, you know, this is this is what was reported, five to 12 weeks. Hmm. Um, so that guarantees we get a second round pick. So, so what you're saying is uh, we're screwed. And... Again, Wentz, not on our team anymore, is still screwing us. So here goes my thing, right? Okay, yes, we only got a second-round pick. But if he were still on our team, wouldn't we be dealing with this injury right now? We would, and we wouldn't have an extra second-round pick. So, you know, you got to take what you can get. Look, we're screwed this year due to the cap no matter what. I we're, get it. We're screwed in the cap, and, you know, this is a prove-it year for Jalen Hurts. If he sucks, then we draft a quarterback next year. If he's good, then, yay, he's good. But this is this year was always a rebuilding year. So am I still excited? Of course I am. But, you know, um, it's better than, you know, not having an extra second-round pick. So. Um, so two firsts and two, two seconds th- next year. Yep, yep. I mean, hey, it's still it's still it's still a good haul, you know. It's still a good, um, you know. St- we're still looking, looking good for next year's draft. So, oh, right, so you and Howie are boys now. Got it. No, 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 no. I never said that. Mm. I will never weasel again. But did he make some decent moves? Yes, he did. Is he still a weasel? Yeah, of course he is. I will never trust that man again. Okay, good. Just make it. Sure. I don't care if we win another Super Bowl. I'm still never trusting that man. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust him at all anymore, at all. Um, but hey, I mean, he traded up 
you know, to get Devontae Smith, only giving up a third. And then, you know, he said he did sign Steve Nelson, you know, which which everyone wanted. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm, you know, a lot of people are low on the Eagles. Um, I think they'll they're going to do a little bit better than what people think, but again, I'm I think not, a seven eight win season is good. Yeah, I'm not expecting it crazy, you know. And if you know if they somehow slip into the playoffs, then hey, you know it's good good experience for everyone. So. Look, a year being in cap hell is actually the perfect year for a proven quarterback. Exactly. Because if Jalen Hurts is able to literally prove it, mm-hmm. then what do we have to worry about? We can right. take those picks that we have and actually draft needs. Right. For, after you get out of the second round, I would say, maybe early third, the talent deteriorates tremendously. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, after every round, the talent's going to go down a little bit. But, um, you know, you can you can still get guys who start right away in the second, third, you know, maybe if you're lucky in the fourth. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those picks are going to be important. Uh, obviously, the first rounder is going to be important. The second rounder is going to be important. Um, so next year's draft is going to be big for the Eagles, uh, even if we're good or not. You know, it doesn't really matter. Um, but, yeah, that's going to next year's draft is going to be huge. So. And when we're talking about let, – let's shift a little bit and talk about position battles. Yeah. So what are the main position battles that we're looking at this year? Well, like I said in the intro, first off, you know, the big one is left tackle between Mylotta and Dillard. Um, you know, it's only been about a week so far of training camp. And from everything I've heard, I think Mylotta has the edge right now. Um, they're switching off every day. Uh, with the first team, so one day Mylotta will get the start with the first team, then the next day Dillard will, then the next day Mylotta will, the next day, you know, the, the, they keep switching off for, uh, for who gets rest with the first team. And a lot of people are saying Mylotta's got the edge right now. Um, that You know, they haven't put on pads yet, so that's going to be a big tell. Uh, they start pads up tomorrow uh, as we record this. Uh, we're recording this Monday night, so tomorrow morning is when they put on pads, Tuesday morning. Um, so, you know, I think when they put on pads, it's going to, it's going to be a real teller. Uh, but so far, I think my uh, has the edge, uh, Nick Sirianni said himself that he thinks my has come back in the best shape of his life. So we'll see. Um, but I think it's going to be a good battle. So I, you know, personally, I think my has earned the right to be the one to be beaten. He's the one that has to be stripped from that seat. Yes. Uh, the thing that I worry is... You're going to say. I don't want Howie Roseman to come in and be like, that's my first round pick and he's <laughs> playing. <laughs> I signed yeah. Dalshon Jeffrey and he's going to start over Travis Fulgham. <laughs> yeah. That's what he does. I know. Uh, Nick Sirianni has the final say on whoever plays. Yeah. And when have the Eagles not tried to hire a coach that they can just puppet master? I don't know. I ain't trying to talk crap on Sirianni already, but I'm just saying, until I see it, how do I know he ain't a puppet? And that's the thing I'm worried about. And that's the thing I don't want. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, you're still you're gonna complain about that as long as as long as you worry about it. So, um, uh, I mean, uh, I've been liking what Giuliani's been doing. Um, you know, he's very, you know, he he's 
he's in tune with the players. You know, he gets he gets gets some one on one time, even during practice. You know, you see him talking to specific guys, you know, telling them they did a good job or, you know, if they didn't if they didn't do a good job, you know, here's why. Um, so he's and then, you know, the one practice, I think, um, you know, he stopped practice one day and was like, yo, let's let's finish this thing strong. You know, he was he wasn't happy with what he was saying. He stopped practice and he he gathered the entire team around him. And he said, yo, this this isn't what I'm I don't like what we're doing. Let's finish this strong. Um, and the players, I think, you know, responded to it and they they did They finished strong. And, you know, the, I think they're starting to believe in them a little bit. So. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know what else to say here, but is there any other player that you want to keep an eye on? Um, I kind of want, I, I mean, I want to think of a guy that nobody's like a lot, not a lot of guys have heard of your boy, Josh Sweat, Josh Sweat. I mean, you guys know, I love Josh Sweat, but I think, I, I think people are starting to figure him out that he's actually a good player. Now watch out for Tyree Jackson. Elaborate converted quarterback to a tight end. He's playing tight end right now. He's absolutely massive. And I think he's turning some heads at training camp. That's what that's what I've read. That's what I've heard. But that, that's a guy that you may not have known. That'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll you know keep an eye out for him. Uh, another guy, another tight end, Jack Stahl. I think there. I think a lot of guys are. Um, I think he was an undrafted guy. I think I think some coaches are high on him. Um, and then on defense, um, I think Zach McPherson had a had an interception. Uh, on at today's uh today's camp um so you know that's a rookie guy or who else um i mean i love Kayvon wallace um the guy we got last year in the draft um yeah i think i mean the other battle uh is defensive end between sweat and barnett um i think barnett has actually looked really good so far i think sweat has as well but i think barnett may have the edge right now um, and I think it's the same thing. I think it's Barnett's job to lose because uh, he has had the job in the past. Um, he, you know, he wasn't a first round pick. So, uh, and this is, I think this is the last year of his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe I'm wrong, um, but we'll see. We'll see what the, how that plays out. And then uh, the other the other battle I'm interested in is the wide receivers, really. Um, we all know Devontae Smith's going to be the number one, but then who's after that? We don't know. They just have a bunch of young, you know, talented receivers. Um, so we'll see what happens. Could it be Fulgham? Could it be Ward? Could it be Rager? Could it be Arthago Whiteside? So uh, we'll see how that plays out as well. All right. And I have one last question for you. You mentioned a lot of potential tight ends that the Eagles are high on. Speaking of tight ends, the Eagles still have Zach Ertz on the team. It looks like he's going to stay with them. Uh, now, we're also hearing that Jordan Hicks might be on the market um, and is actively seeking a trade as he won't be starting anymore. Would that be something that you'd be interested in doing, and would that solidify the linebacker core a little bit, or is that something that you're just uh, no need for? They're both aging. Yeah, I think right now, 
you know, they are both aging. I think Ertz still gives you more, though. Um, you know, I like Jordan Hicks. I like what we did for the Eagles. You know, he was hurt a lot with the Eagles. Uh, what else is new? But um, I think right now I would just, you know, if it was straight up Ertz for Hicks, I probably wouldn't do it. I'd rather, I'd rather trade Ertz for like a pick. Um, now, what are you looking for? A fourth? Yeah, like a fourth, fifth. I mean, you know, I wouldn't do like a sixth or seventh, but probably a fourth is probably the area that I would lean towards and be happy with. Uh, But if, you know, if they're going to keep them, that's fine. Um, You know, with the linebackers, yeah, they're thin, but I kind of want to see, you know, young guys like Davion Taylor take a step up or Sean Bradley take a step up. Um, So, you know, I, I don't really think, you know, if it was for maybe a little bit better of a, or a younger linebacker, I'd say sure. But like you said, Hicks is aging, and he wasn't that good last year with the Cardinals anyway. So I'm fine with sticking where we're at. All right. I like that. And now I do want to bring up one last thing about the Eagles, and then we'll move on to free agency. Did you see the Jalen Hurts press conference? where the reporters were they were just <laughs> screaming over each other and whatnot like old time's sake and he said that he's like this is how you guys do it you just scream over each other yeah i thought that was funny <laughs> um, but I, I also want to say that the way that he handled that was really well especially the tough questions where it's just like oh you know you hear the speculation about deshaun watson he's just like hey you know i'm just going to go out there and play you know it's part of the business and i'm just going to give the best me i can give i was like you, you know what man that's how you do it that is exactly how you tell a Philadelphia sports reporter to um, go bleep themselves. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's definitely, you know, he's definitely mature. He's definitely, um, he's doing it the right way. Um, he, you yeah. know, his teammates, everything I've heard from his teammates, you know, he's a hard worker. You know, he, he just wants to win. He wants to be the guy. I mean, that's all I've heard. I just, I've, I've heard good things and that's all, that's all you care about. Um, My main but, thing was the poise that he handled that question. And it's like, for sure. For look, sure. Yeah. If you're usually, if I were that age, I would have been like, who the hell do you think you're talking to? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you got to, uh, uh, you know, especially in Philadelphia where the media is ruthless. Um, so you got to be patient. You got to be, you got to have that poise, like you said. So I, I think he's doing everything right. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm excited for him, man. I, I'm glad he's, you know, getting an opportunity and, We'll see how he performs, but he's definitely um, he's definitely being very mature and he's doing the right way. Yeah, and unlike uh, his press conferences, Nick Sirianni seems to be pretty hands on and pretty involved with the team, and I, I I like what he's doing so far. Let's see if it translates into anything in the season. Yep. All right, let's break the huddle. Clap. Clap. All right. Moving into free agency, which began at 6 p.m. this evening, August 2nd. Woj, Shams, they're everywhere. My phone is blown up. They're lighting up, man. Tweet after tweet. Oh, I'm sorry. But only one tweet that we care about, and Furcon Korkmaz is back. Furcon, Furky from Turkey. Furky from Turkey has returned. He's oh, over in Tokyo right now, I believe, playing for the Turkey uh, Turkey national team. Mm. But uh, just signed a three-year, $15 million deal to return to Philadelphia. Good man. I'll be honest, I thought he was gone. And the reason I thought he was gone wasn't because he didn't want to be here, but because I thought he was going to get offered at least 30 mil. 
Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot of guys going right now at this moment that are getting way overpaid. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Oh, my God. Daniel Tice just got a four-year, $36 million deal. I, I oh. mean, like, who who even is that? I mean, that's, that's the white dude that the, the Celtics used to have. Now he's with the Rockets for $36 million. What are they doing? Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson got 90 mil for five years. I mean, listen, I know he can shoot, but 90 mil? Yeah, these contracts are starting to get out of control. It's like, I'm, look, if you suck and you're making a bunch of money, like, well, why is Thice making $36 million? What about him says $36 million? He's a he's a he's a backup center at best, and you're giving him four years, thirty six mil. Are you serious? I mean, hey, Rockets blow, so I mean, I guess they can afford it. But yeah, I mean, the literally the story of the NBA free agency is just it's that picture in the dark night where the Joker just burned the entire like thing of money. It's that right now. Like, the, like teams just don't care how much they're spending. Because they're just Peter Tucker away. just went to the Heat. Peter Tucker went to the Heat. Uh, yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of deals are going on right now. Dwight Howard went back to the Lakers. I'm a little sad about that one myself, but heck, what are you gonna do? Uh, um, so yeah, um, the the only one of note for the Sixers is Furcon is back, uh, and it's on a good deal. Uh, I'm really happy with that deal, actually. Um, you know, we were already tight on money, so. Um, Three years, fifteen is not bad at all. That's, that's actually a, it's a great deal. So um, there's probably not much more we can do in terms of free agency now. If there's a trade, then that's a whole different story. But nothing, nothing yet. Now, with, with, I've I've heard rumors of the Tobias trade, and it, it was mostly surrounding Buddy Healed. You know, these are rumors, uh, but they were tweeted out by the Philly boys. So. You know, kind of just yeah. I mean, I think um, I don't know. I, I mean, they could trade Tobias. Uh, I think Tobias would only be traded if it was like, you know, if they need if they wanted to bring on another like big contract because we can't afford one right now, and he would just be gone because of cap situations. But um, you know, if it were to get Buddy healed and then maybe another player. Along with Buddy Heald and maybe a pick, I would consider that honestly because I love Buddy Heald. Um, but it would, be, I think, Tobias would only get moved for um, for cap situations. So now, when we're looking uh, at Buddy Heald, though, and we're looking at his abilities, he, he's more or less just an offensive player. He's very similar to someone not as good as Dame Lillard, but offensively they're pristine. Defensively, there's something lacking. Would that trade-off yeah. be worth it? I think if you're, I think if it's Harris, um, even Simmons, I don't know. I, I mean, I love Buddy Heald. Um, I think he's exactly what we need. But that's the question. You know, would, would giving up Tobias, you know, not put us over the edge? Or, I mean, Tobias didn't have a great series against Atlanta either. Um, so. You know, also we saw how the rotation deteriorated once Danny Green was injured. Yeah, it was. I mean, they were. Yeah, the, Danny Green not playing was definitely a bigger loss than most people think. Yep. So once he went down, it was a, 
but yeah, I definitely think we need, you know, a buddy healed type of shooter and just player. So if they think that's worth it, you know, they'll pull the trigger. But I'm glad they're actually interested because, again, I love Buddy Heald. Um, but, again, what would be the – what would they want back? And, you know, would we – would we be would we be put over the top if that was if that trade was made? So that's the biggest questions got to ask, and I don't know the answers to them. Well, yeah, and Ben still hasn't been moved. I don't know if he will. I, I thought that him. was going to happen on draft night. I thought a lot more trades going to happen on draft night, but it didn't. I mean, well, it's not really much happened. I mean, there were there was some trade activity, but it wasn't like I these mean, blockbuster Brock, deals. Brock, Russell Westbrook got traded to the Lakers. That was probably the biggest deal. It was. There's only one ball. Yeah, good point. And I highly doubt LeBron's going to say, "Here you go." Westbrook, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. And the Nets, Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, you know, I... I, Are we really going to win a championship? Look, with Westbrook, he's really good. I've never been one to hate Russell Westbrook, but when he's on a team with multiple ball handlers, like primary ball handlers, he doesn't really pan out. And, you know, we saw that in Houston when he was there with James Harden. I think I mentioned that before. I don't, I don't see it working. That's just me, and I could be wrong. But yeah. just, just watching basketball over the last few years, you you saw what happened. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that should be interesting. But um, and Bradley Beal wants to stay in D.C. for whatever reason. But hey, more power to him. Well, he probably wants to stay in D.C. to get um, the last year of his contract. I think it's like. Quite a yeah, lot of money. But I think he wants to talk extension. Or he talks sign and trade at the time. To the Sixers. To the Sixers, yes, exactly. It's not going to happen, though. Yeah, well, let's talk draft a little bit and uh, talk about the Sixers draft picks. All right. In the first round of the 28th pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Philadelphia 76ers selected. Go ahead, Chip. Jaden Springer at Tennessee. You know, he's 18. He's 18 years old, bro. And from what I have seen from him, just being a college basketball fan, he's a very good defender. He doesn't quite have the ability to penetrate the lane that like someone young like Tyrese Maxey does. But that could be something developed over his career. But he's very agile. He's very athletic. And these aspects of his game can be worked on. Uh, I don't personally think that he'll be in the NBA his first year. He might have a year of development potentially too. But I know, Chip, you disagreed with me on this. So so why do you think that? I I just think – I don't know. I mean I know he's very – he's extremely young. Like you said, he's 18 years years old. Like I just graduated high school when I was 18 years old. Um. I don't know. I just have a feeling that he might be able to, you know, 
come on right away and give you some solid bench minutes. I mean, you know, he, he, in, in college, he, he was, you know, he, he did shoot 43% from three, but he didn't take many threes. He took um, like three threes a game, but so I mean, he did shoot pretty well though. Um, but he was more of a driver, um, but not as, you know, not nearly as shifty as Tyrese Maxey. Um, but he was, he was more of a, like a bully ball kind of guy, but you're not gonna be able to do that in the NBA. So I think he's gonna have to adjust a little bit. He's got to shoot more. Um, but I think defensively he, he, he could give you some solid minutes and especially learning from guys like Matisse Thibel and if Ben Simmons is still here, Ben Simmons, you know, I think that that's only going to help him. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe he'll go straight to the G league and, you know, maybe he won't be, he won't be a factor this year, but I think you could give him some minutes and he might be effective, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, that, that does make sense. I I personally think the G League route is probably best. Um, we saw success in the G League with Paul Reed last year. If we're able to develop our players through through the G League, that's the whole point of it. Right. Um, I'm not opposed to it. And if we're able to see guys like Paul Reed and Isaiah Joe come up and actually have minutes this year, yeah, it's proof that our system is working well, and we're I, able to develop our own players. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely think those two guys have definitely earned – some sort of minutes this year. Like I think Isaiah Joe earned some minutes and definitely Paul Reed, you know, just with their, with his play in the G league. I mean, he won the freaking MVP and he didn't even play all year. Um, so I think those two guys definitely have earned some minutes and they might get them. Cause again, we don't have really any money to go out and get guys. So unless we, you know, we sign some like veteran minimum guys, but um, they're definitely going to have a shot at, at some minutes here. So, um, I think the same thing could be said with Springer, and you know we'll see what happens. But um, for sure, you know I'm definitely happy with last year's draft specifically, and then with what they did this year as well. Yeah. All right. I, I think that's really everything that we have for the Sixers this week. Obviously, if anything free agency related happens while we're recording, we'll be happy to update you. If not, you will see it on our Twitter page and probably from Woj or Shams, one or the other. Yes. Yeah, you probably, everyone's probably staying up to date with Woj or Shams. And so. Just put their notifications on for the love of God yeah. if you don't already. If you're a basketball fan and you don't have their notifications on, yeah, good I, Lord. And let me think? tell you right now, I turn them off before I go to sleep. Hey, man, that's, not, that's actually a smart idea. Yeah, it is smart. And you know what else is smart? Not being a Phillies fan. Uh, well, I guess I'm an idiot. Well, you know, I will tell you right now. You know, let's let's actually walk it off and let's discuss the Phillies trade moves. Uh, but before we do that, can I just say something real quick? It depends on how charged it is. It's it's. I think it's yeah. It's it's pretty charged, man. Yeah, go for it, then. I'm all for it. How in the hell do you lose two of three to the Pittsburgh Pirates? Pittsburgh. Someone please explain to me. Beautiful ballpark out there in Pittsburgh. Great ballpark. Never been there. It looks cool on TV. But how in the worldwide of sports... Do you lose 
two of three. And in one of those games, you get one hit. Are you bleeping me? And then <clears throat> in the um, third game, you score 15 runs. Yeah. What is this team? Well, you I know. I don't get it. Let me tell you what they are. They're the Philadelphia Phillies. <sighs> They're not consistent at all. They'll lose important games, and then they'll win one by, as you said, like, what, 11 runs? It was 15 to 4, the final. Yep, yep, 11 runs. Then, well, you know, you you do have some good news out of it. Bryce Harper is now hitting over 300. I want to be more excited for that, but I'm not. Because people have been crapping on Bryce Harper all year. And he's actually having a fantastic season. Yeah, I know. When I was looking through the stats, I was like, hmm, JT Vermuto is hitting 260-something. And then I saw he went five for six in that last game. He had five hits himself in the last game, and he couldn't get one in the first game. Well, they they got one, but he didn't. Actually, he might have. I don't, I don't even know who got the one hit. But anyway, I think it was Alec Boehm, actually. But – one hit, one, and then they have twenty the next the the two games after that, and the second game they lose on a walk off. Like, come on, man, it's the Pirates, dude. <laughs> well, like name name a player on the Pirates. Uh, the fact that it's taking you this long is sad. Because you know, and I know, that you know baseball. I can't say that I've intentionally watched a single Pirates game this year. So, I haven't. It's I didn't like watch the Pirates paint series dry. It's like watching paint dry. But watching the Phillies this year is kind of similar. It, it, well, you're right. But it's the Pirates. Yeah. Like, no offense to Pittsburgh fans. You guys know, too, the Pirates are not good. Oh, yeah. No, like, I, I have a couple friends who are Pirates fans from Pittsburgh, and I ask them about their baseball team, and they're like, you know, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> I mean, the Pirates? Look, they got the Penguins and they got the Steelers, so they can be somewhat oh, sports happy, you know? I hate the Penguins. Look, we all hate the Penguins, but, you know, they have. Them. And now and now the Phillies are losing 3-2 to the Nationals, who just traded away everybody. Yeah, who, who traded away all of their franchise, by the way. What? How? We're supposed to be in the, in the hunt for, for a division title, and we're losing to the Nationals and Pirates? Yep. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what to do. I mean, it's just, it's the same thing every week. We just complain and nothing changes. We say the same crap every week. They're not consistent. Alec Bohm sucks. Didi Gregoria sucks. Wait, 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 wait. Aaron Knoll has been blowing. The Alec- bullpen is a dumpster fire. Well, you're not wrong about the bullpen. John Middleton is brain dead. 
Okay. Tell oh, me wow. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't say exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I can't even tell you. This is what the Phillies do to me. There's so much anger and and disappointment with this team this year. And it's not even this year. The last three years. The last 12 years? Well, yeah. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in uh, 50 years. But, uh, uh, like, what, so, wait, wait, why? Wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, I do want to counter your Alec Bowen point. Okay, he's been hitting better. He has. Yeah, no, no, this is from Corey Seidman. He's been hitting better. Over his last – this is from yesterday, so it probably changed since. But over his last 150 plate appearances, he's hitting 313 with a 387 on-base percentage. All right, that's fair. That's fair enough. But he he was horrible before that. I agree. But whatever he did to adjust is starting to work. Now, the one thing I will say – is he's kind of hitting like a slap hitter yeah, when he's a, he's a six foot five behemoth that should be uh, have a little bit more power. Yeah, he's only hitting the ball the other way. Yeah, he's he's one for four tonight, and we're losing three to two in the top oh, of the okay. to the Nationals. To the Nationals, who once again traded everybody except Juan Soto. Great, great. We're doing great. But then let's we'll talk, go to Boston and win two out of three. Like, wh- what? Let's talk the trade. Let's talk the trade. Let's just talk I don't the trade. Want to. I don't no. want to. Okay, so the Phillies acquire Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy and Hans Kraus. They also got Freddie Galvis back. <laughs> and they gave up. The main prospect was Spencer Howard. Yeah. Now, they retain a year of Kyle Gibson next year, so that's actually a pretty solid trade, honestly. Yeah, Kyle Gibson's having a great year. Um, Ian Kennedy is also having a great year. He actually gave up a home run, though, in his first appearance. He fits right in. Um, welcome to the bullpen. It's good. Yeah, welcome to Philadelphia, bro. Um, <laughs> that's exactly – literally, as soon as the Phillies traded for that guy, David Hale, uh, he came in oh, and just oh, he got was, murdered. Was, yeah, oh, he, I could have pitched better than him last year. Um, and David Robertson uh, signs with the Phillies immediately needs Tommy John surgery. Yeah, his his arm falls off, and now he's playing for Team USA in the Olympics. Um, <laughs> him, Todd Frazier, and uh, Tyler Austin are having a ball out there. Yeah, in Tokyo, you know, hitting balls. Um, anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gibson. Uh, yeah, Gibson's having a g- great year. He was an All Star. Uh, Ian Kennedy having having a pretty good year as well. And then uh, we got Hans Kraus, who was, who was actually the ninth ranked Rangers prospect. He's actually our fourth ranked prospect now. That just shows you how much we suck in our farm system. Um. Hans. But yeah, Spencer Howard was the big uh, was the big get for the Rangers. Uh, a lot of people were kind of upset that we actually had to give him up. I don't know, man. I mean, he's 25 already. You know, he hasn't really developed that much. I know he's not. You know, he hasn't really had that much of a chance. I don't know. He just there's something going on with him. I think it's mostly mental with him. Um, you know, as soon as as soon as the third inning comes around, his velocity goes down by like five miles an hour. I mean, that that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a starter, so I don't know. I don't know what it is with him. Hopefully, the Rangers can figure him out, and you know, he could be a pretty good player for him. 
Um, but it just didn't work out with him in, in Philly. So, you know, uh, good luck to him, but I think the move had to be made. I, I just didn't think that he was going to work out in Philadelphia anyway, so it might be best for him to have a fresh start and for the Phillies to get an immediate return for him. Right. Uh, you know, you, you got to look at the perspective of these trades. And, you know, the Phillies were able to stay under the luxury tax. I really don't think it matters this year. I don't think that they're going anywhere. I, I don't want to get the hope up for them to win the National League East and then for them to get swept anyway in the first round. Yeah, so, even if they do make it, which they probably won't. Yeah, um, and then you got behemoth teams like the Dodgers trading for uh, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Listen, if if the Dodgers did nothing and every other trade was still made, they were still the best team in the league. But the fact that they got Scherzer and Trey Turner, huh? Do you do people realize how good Trey Turner is? By the way, like people know about Max Scherzer, he's a monster. Trey Turner is a Beast. I mean, average power, speed. I mean, he gives everything. And he's not even going to play shortstop for. He's going to play second base when Corey Seager comes back. I I don't know, man. I don't get it. The MLB is turning into the NBA, man, these super teams. And please tell me how the Giants are good. It's got to be their pitching, right? Because their lineup's awful. Like, I know they got Chris Bryant, but their lineup stinks. Yeah. And then the, the Giants have the best best record in the league. And then you got the Phillies struggling to beat the Pirates. I don't get baseball, man. I have no idea, man. Honest to God, it is oh, one of the weirdest. It's so, inf- it's so infuriating. Oh, well, you know, I, I it's guess it's we'll... been 10 years since we even sniffed the playoffs. Do you know how long that is? Uh, uh, it's it's a decade. I, I know that. That's almost, that's almost half my life. I'm 23, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I was 13. I was 13 the last time they had the playoffs. I was in, I, th- I think it was in what, eighth grade? No, seventh, seventh grade? I think it was in seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. Like, that's not good. We'll get there eventually, man. Oh. Everything, everything is cyclical. It'll last for about five years, and then the same 15-year tank process begins. Oh, I, I – uh, it hurts, man. It, it hurts. I don't – what do I do? I don't know how long, much longer I can take it. <laughs> beats me, man. It beats me, and it ain't ending anytime soon. But, you know, it is ending. Oh, man. This episode, we've reached our destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. On there, you can find us on Anchor. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. We have merch. 
go to the wag shop, go to the TBW page, the Philly bandwagon, and rock your TBW merchandise. Uh, we appreciate support and definitely feel free to wear that around. If you want to follow us, we're at the PHL Bandwagon on Twitter, at the PHL Bandwagon on Facebook. If you want to follow me, I'm at PHL Ryan Michaels. You want to follow Chip, he's at PHL Chip Tiernan. Make sure you follow our main Twitter page for weekly polls. Uh, we really do like all the interactions. This one this week was hysterical with the Shy Gilgis Alexander question. Everyone said, what kind of question is this? Yes, it was great. But... Is there anything else you'd like to add before we walk this episode off? My existence hurts. Oh, that's my line. I stole it. Well, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the ride. We'll see you next week.